crack a beer and join John and Mr. Steve as they explore the people, places, and brews of the craft beer world. You are now entering the Monthly Brews Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Might Be Brews, episode 78. My name is John. With me, as always, Mr. Steve. How are you doing tonight? Yo, R.I.P. Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Goodfellas, top five movie of all time. I, I read that, and then when you said it to me, I had that, like, disassociative thing where, like, Ray Liotta sounded like something I'd never heard before. Does it ever happen? Somebody says a word to you, and then it, like, loses like, its what meaning? What does that mean? Yeah, and I just, it just happened to me. I was like... Is that Yoda? Did you say Toyota? I was wondering why you were looking at me like I had seven heads. Yeah, like, did you? Did, I thought you, maybe you said a different name. You I, talked I, about it like 10 minutes ago. I know, but that's what, I don't know, my brain just broke. Something in my brain snapped in half, but we, we, we said this before the show, and I'm sure it's blasphemous to a lot of people. I have never seen Goodfellas. Well, Seth brought something up earlier. I have never seen Big Lebowski. <laughs> See Seth bounce back I'm, again too. Uh, do you, Seth, we, we we got Seth on here. Everybody knows Seth, right? <laughs> Welcome, Seth. Do you have any movies? I'm, Sorry, I'm saving Big Lebowski for what? For like, there's going to be a day someday where I'm like, you know, I I don't got anything going on. What should I watch? Should I do? I'm gonna because I, I know I'm gonna like it. I I know enough people that have showed me their joy for it. I'm gonna like it. I just. You have that movie in your back pocket. Like, I know, like, eventually I'm going to watch this and, and it's going to be good. Yeah, I could probably do that with, with Goodfellas and, and Godfather. And, you know, there's probably a bunch of other movies that I should see, should have seen. I, I think I have a weird, I, I had a weird relationship with Big Lebowski because I watched it very young. Like, my stepdad, like, showed it to me and put it, like, you know, we, we were watching it together. And I was like, what am I watching? Like, I think at the age, I just didn't really understand what was happening. Like, you know, why is this lady, like, ziplining across her house naked with paint? Like, what, what what's no, going on? No spoilers. Yeah, so, like, you know, it just <laughs> yeah, didn't make uh, sense. Yeah, it's a classic Coen Brothers movie. It's just oh, yeah. wacky. Yeah. It, 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 things happen, and you're like what just happened but that's they're kind of their mantra and uh i think it's what's made them so successful is that it's just it comes at you from all angles and you're always on your toes in a coen brother movie because you don't know what's going to happen next yeah it's just i think it's a funny and probably a somewhat unique experience that i had where i i had seen it but none of it made any sense to me because i was just young and you know really didn't understand and, um, you know, probably saw it a second time, like, I've seen this and not really cared. And then revisited it later as a, you know, hopefully mature adult, but actually could really, really appreciate it. And now it's just like an absolute favorite. Oh, yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, it became a cult classic and it's, it's, it's a great movie. It's one of my favorite Phil Seymour Hoffman roles by oh, far. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just it's top down just a great movie. And, and I think it, I think a lot of the Coen brother movies really show off how great of an actor John Goodman is. And I mm. don't think we, we celebrate him as a great actor. We know him from like, you know, Oh, he was in Roseanne. And like, the, but like, if you look at him outside of that aspect and looked what he's done in, in cinema, it's all been fantastic. And, and I think it's really highlighted as his role of Walter and, and Big Lebowski. <laughs> I think in a, in a couple weeks here, I should watch The Big Lebowski, and you should watch Goodfellas. Oh, good idea. And then we could do a little reaction episode. It's a yeah. great idea. <laughs> that is a good idea. 
So, Seth, um, thank you so much for coming on. If anybody doesn't know Seth, um, he is uh, Southeastern Pennsylvania's go-to beer guy, as far as I'm concerned. But, at, you know, right now, your, your you know, official title, let's say, is, uh, is what? Iron Hills? I run the, the sales side of uh, the retail at Iron Hill. So yep. I manage all of our wholesalers. I have two, uh, two soon to be three reps that work underneath me. And uh, I work with them very closely to make sure we're getting our beer out there. Retail is very new for us. We've only been about it for a year. So we're still building on that and trying to uh, make sure that everyone in the tri-state area knows that they can get our beer at uh, anywhere else you get any other beer. Yep. So we're... Uh, we're still working through that and uh, we're happy with the way things are going and doing a little bit of innovation and, and kind of changing the perception of what, of, of what people have from Iron Hill 10 to 15 years ago. Uh, I always like to tell people that we uh, we're not your father's Iron Hill. Uh, we're doing things a lot differently than we did in the past. And, and we're really proud of what we're putting out quality products, uh, great brewers. Um, you know, we're local. All our brewers are local. Our beers won a lot of awards and we're, we're really proud of it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's um. It's such a unique take, I think, to, you know, to say that because, you know, I kind of feel like there is with certain breweries that have been around for a long time and we're putting out quality beer way before it was cool and popular. Um, you know, you do have to kind of fight that battle of not being perceived as your dad's craft beer or your grandpa's craft beer and stay relevant amongst all the newcomers and things like that so i think that's really cool that you guys have the attitude that you do and put the 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 effort towards it you know to to keep things relative but you're still putting out you know bangers of beer and and some of the old traditional stuff too uh pleasing everybody right yeah, absolutely. If you come to the, you know, in any of our locations, but you know, specifically the the tap house in Exton, we got twenty four taps. I mean, we're rolling through them. I mean, you you want to come and have a classic lager, we got it for you. You want to have the latest and greatest hazy IPA, we got it for you. You're more of a West Coast person, we got it. You want a Belgian, we got it. And and you know, our beers, we don't put anything on that doesn't pass our standards, and we're not afraid to say no to anything either. You know, we, we, our brewers are fantastic. Uh, the amount of industry knowledge and industry experience they have is, is second to none. And we put out everything. You can come to the tap house and there's something for every type of beer drinker possible, light lager, sour, hazy, regular IPA, American IPA, Belgian, whatever you want, we got it. And, um, we pride ourselves on that. You know, the retail market's a little bit different for, for what people are going to buy and, and, and what they want. And we recognize that. But when you come to our restaurants, we want to give you the full experience of, of a full on, you know, tap. So that's what we have. Nice. Shout out Sean. Uh, he's in the chat there. So I was just telling somebody yesterday how good of a job Iron Hill has done moving into the future without sacrificing their history as well. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, very well said, a little condensed version of that. Yep. Shout hey, out Sean. Craig. Yeah. Shout out Fish <laughs> as well. And I don't know if I know Justin. Justin is uh, one of our uh, head brewers nice. in um, in Exton. Yep. We also, and he just reminded me, which he loves to do. Uh, we <laughs> did just put a side tap on. So we are nice. doing Milko pours of our King's Gold, which we won GABF Gold for last year. We are doing Milko pours of that and slow pours of it. Um, 
Justin and I went back and forth on how to do the the side pour and to make sure we were doing it right. We didn't want to put it on unless we had a, a concept of, of how it works and how it did. I reached out to Ken, Human Robot, asked how they were doing it. You know, we wanted to anything we do, we want to make sure we're doing it as close to perfection as possible. Um, so we did finally get it on. Justin did have to make some adjustments because that's what he does. <laughs> but we, we have it on. We're ready to go. And um, I was actually just at the, before I uh, left today, I uh, walked through the tap room and there were probably five or six people doing Milko pours of, of King's Gold. So nice. we are we are cutting edge as cutting edge can be right now. Uh, <laughs> Everything so, old is new again. Exactly. Yeah, man. So it's a uh, it's a very exciting week coming up in our area for beer um you know we were talking with uh, with a couple buddies about the Stillwaters brew fest but there's a bunch of stuff and i kind of want to dig into a little bit of each um or each one of them just a little bit but Stillwaters brew fest we've got going on um and what else did you say that we had coming up ac beer fest so we and, got and ac Mogham. beer fest uh the fifth and the sixth um i'm sorry the fourth and the fifth excuse me um, and Philly Beer Week kicks off on Friday the 3rd, uh, running through the 12th. Uh, the first big event for Philly Beer Week is the Log Jam and Lager Festival uh, being um, cultivated by Human Robot, which is at the Cherry Street Pier um, in Philly. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a great event. We'll be there. Uh, anybody else you know who makes good lagers will be there. I highly recommend looking at their brewery list. Um, it's one of the best list of lager breweries on the East Coast I've seen in a long time. Um, and Stillwater should be great. Stillwater is going to be, um, I think it was at the, the 4-H Center um, in Montgomery County. And they've got a ton of great breweries coming. You know, a lot of local guys, uh, East Branch, Animated, Wrong Crowd. Obviously, the Kirshners are putting it on. Uh, Von C, Stolen Sun will be there. Levante, Evil Genius, Throwing Pig. Um, Root Down's going to be there. Conchi will be there. Will be there. You know, it's going to be a great event. So whether you want to come into the city or you want to stay out in the burbs, you guys have a lot of options on, on that Saturday. Um, and if you live in Jersey, you got AC Beer Fest, which is now at Bader Field. But it's huge this year. They, they're bringing in more breweries. We're super excited to be that. It's our first year at AC Beer Fest ever. Um, we ended up doing a collab beer with uh, the New Jersey Brewers Club. Um, it's a it's a milkshake-esque IPA called Dole Whippa. So nice. <laughs> the theme this year is carnival. So we decided to go with like what you like a Dole Whip that you would get at a carnival. Um, I have not tried it yet, but those who have have told me it's fantastic. So it's a it's going to be a fun weekend in beer in the in in the tri-state area and, and we're super happy to be part of it and we're happy that all these other breweries are going to be out there and really i think the the genius and the and the excellency of of southeastern pennsylvania and and jersey beer and delaware beer is going to be on display in in, in one weekend i think that's great i think it's great for the industry i think it's great for every brewery that's participating it's so dumb the amount of beer we get around here anymore. It's pretty crazy. I went into beer mill to pick up some stuff tonight, and you know, you get all your normal hitters, you get all the the popular, the founders, all that stuff. You go in there, you get. They have human robot on occasion. They got uh, raw from Delaware. 
uh, or Maryland rather, they had some Burley Oak in there. You can still get Equilibrium. You can get some Burlington. It's it's crazy the amount of stuff that we're getting down here. And of course, on June fourth, when there's all these great events going on, I have a wedding to go to. It happens. It happens. Yeah. It's uh. First of all, Dave at Beer Mill does a fantastic job in cultivating his shelves. Um, you can always go in there and expect to find something local or something regional or something national. But you're right. I mean, I walk into, you know, X and Bev or Goshen or Beer Mill or, you know, B&B or Big Top or wherever it is, and I'm floored. I, I, it's, it's difficult for me to keep up with what's going on. It's kind of my job to keep up with what's going on. But it, it's just voluminous. Like, you go out and... I go into in, in, in places that every time I turn around, another brewery is popping up. Another brewery that, that's making really good beer is, is getting their accreditation. Von C, I think, you know, I hung out with those guys last weekend and they're just making fantastic beer. And, and I think that's a great thing, in not just for for the industry, but for southeastern Pennsylvania, like tourism wise. You know, I'd love for us to turn into like a little Asheville where people plan their trips around these breweries yeah. and come and spend their money in Chester County or Monco or Delco or whatever it is and really push what we're doing to the forefront because I will honestly put Southeastern PA up against any other region in the country, including Portland, including Asheville, including the finger, whatever it is. Like I think what we're getting out of our brewers here is fantastic. And, and they're, you know, it, it deserves to be acclaimed the way that those regions are acclaimed. Yeah, 100% agree. I, I'd love to – got to find a way to do that. There's got to be a rating system that we can invent or, um, you know, something, a way to, to put our stuff up against theirs. Yeah, and to include the breweries, the distribution, the, the whole vibe. Yeah. Are we, are we going to address this uh, this Twitch listener? I think we should. Um, we've got – Creme Cup? Creme Cup. I or think is it we should – Cream Cup without an E? I guess this is their first time I drink Smirnoff Ice. Drink you, what you like. You've been iced. <laughs> Beer is pretty awful. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. You, you have you have shown up to a craft beer podcast, but we still thank you for participating. Share it. Tell all your friends. Let's get a bunch of extra Twitch people on there. But thanks for saying hi and uh, and chiming in there. You know, I was looking at this list here on the, um, the Stillwater page, uh, stillwaterbrewfest.com. Tickets still available and there's stuff on here that like I've kind of seen or heard of, but um, I definitely you know haven't had things from. You know what I mean? Like um, like Von C is something that I'm really not that familiar with. Um, did you say they were newer? They are, but I mean, not it, that's obviously relative with COVID. I don't remember anybody right. opened anymore. Or what yeah. happened in the last three years? But th they are newer. Um, relatively speaking up uh, and i believe and i'm not 100 percent on this but i'll do a quick uh goggle search on it Goggles. i think they had a gabf uh no shit metal last year yeah maybe uh, maybe they did because i mean it does it, it does sound like it rings bells but they're up in in vermont right von c yeah am i mixing them no. up with somebody else no they are in um they are in Vonsey. Or are they the new Norristown, Norristown. Norristown yeah. guys? I'm mixing They're them up. They're in Norristown. So anything I've I've figured out, Seth, anything that's happened since March of 2020 is new. Yes. <laughs> that, I, think that's, I think that's the benchmark we should go with. It, for it, sure. it, I, that's what I've made it. 
it's happened. Yep. Um, by Elwood no, Zoo. Thanks, Justin. I think they're making uh there we go. Uh, I think they're making really good beer. Um their pilsners are 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 pretty darn good. Um <clears throat> and they're starting to get a little bit of acclaim and, and good for them. Like, you know, yeah. I, I always like to see upstart breweries that that want to go traditional and classic styles and are able to to get those beers out um into the into the, the sphere because I think that we need more breweries doing the classic styles um these days. I think it, it helps uh everybody. Yeah, Cartisan, Crooked Eye, Tuned Up, Moss Mill. Those are all and, and what does that say? Ciprochet? Ciprocet? Yeah, I got no, I got nothing on that one. Yeah. Um, Ciprochete. You just gotta say it like Rachel, Rachel Ray. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's cool. They're also gonna have cider. Obviously, Dressler is gonna be there. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't tried Dressler cider, I highly recommend everyone listening to oh try Dressler cider. It's absolutely fantastic. I love Dressler cider. I I don't know why I don't talk to them more often and get more of their stuff because every time I do, I have like a special experience. We um, my wife buys. Uh, the dressers are good friends of ours, full disclosure, but I also really like their cider. But my wife always buys a case around Christmas to give out as gifts to people. Um, but their cider really is that good. In fact, we're about to uh, buy a new kegerator, and I have been told, not asked, but told, that it <laughs> needs to be a uh, dual tap so she can have six of dresser cider in there to oh. make her feel part of the club I'm so that over. what's happening so that that could be dangerous that stuff's not it's uh, going to be dangerous. It's, a little strong. Going to be dangerous. No, it's so good also i did see this earlier too prism coming yes. back shout out i Evan. saw that yesterday i was actually hoping it was prism the uh tv channel from the 80s TV channel? <laughs> used to have the sixers and the uh yeah gene hart and the flyers i don't remember that i don't know much about that uh i know that J-Lo, if he's still watching, I think he is, um, can probably give us a little bit more information on that. But I saw that on Breweries in PA that they were they were coming back. And I don't think it's the original location. I'm not sure how they're doing it or, or what their arrangement is. But I did see that they were uh, they had relaunched and, and pulled their license back. So I guess we'll see how that that plays out. Nice. What's going on on Twitch tonight? We're, uh, we're all getting some we're all Twitch twitched action. Up. Locust Lane's new quintuple double IPA stout. I don't know if that's an actual thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. Thing. I think we're getting uh, we're getting Twitch spammed. Oh, Are man. we getting Twitch spammed? Well, I mean, they yeah. know Locust yeah, Lane. So. Somebody off. <laughs> <laughs> but so let's talk about uh, what we're drinking here, quick. Um, this is another guy I'd like to have on. The guy's name, what is his name? Evan? Evan. Stickman? Yeah, we got to get Evan on. Daisy Point Farm Pilsner. Nice, this, little, nice little pills? Yeah, it's good. You know, and I, I'm obviously the guy who struggles with coming up with good descriptors, but I'll say that there's like a little bit of a like a caramel um, note to it that, that almost brings it. It, it, it kind of starts to feel almost like a Mars into me, where it's like a little amber, a little caramel to it, but not not full Mars. Definitely a little maltier. Yeah, but it's good. It's really good. Very refreshing to me. But drink up so we can drink more. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Quintuple, double IPA style. Did I, I thought maybe there was last time we were there. 
I mean, am I making that up? There was something that had like, oh no, we were joking on the last podcast about something that had like every descriptor in it. Oh, where I think so. I don't remember. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm getting confused. What do you want next? Anything, man. All right, so Stillwater, again, just to reiterate to everybody, 4-H Center, Montgomery County, and I think that is 1015 Bridge Street, Collegeville. Yep. So that would be a good one. Um, Stillwaterbrewfest.com. There's a big blue link at the top. Buy tickets. Let's look at – oh, here's a, here's a good one for you. I'm excited to get Seth's opinion on this one. Let me get this shared up here on the screen. I haven't uh, read this article yet either, so I'll be. Yeah, I haven't fully to, read uh, it either. I'm I'm one of those people that's guilty of uh, reading a headliner. Yeah, reading a headliner. Is that up here? There we go. Cincinnati yeah, I saw <laughs> Urban Artifact I, releases the world's most expensive beer. The beer, the world's most most expensive beer, will set you back. Eleven hundred dollars per barrel. I feel like so that's that's okay. not that expensive because I've heard it's, of other stuff going for like a thousand dollars a bottle. It, it's not, it, and I don't know why it gets that headline because that comes down to five fifty a keg. So I assure you, there are sours out there. Like if you tried to if you tried to get a fifty lead, uh, I'm sorry, a fifty from Cantillon. It's going to be more expensive than that. Yeah, but that's just how it is. Um, so, I get that it's a sensationalized headline, but the other side of it is like you know, I think Utopias in its heyday was more expensive sure. than that per barrel because they were selling it for two hundred bucks a bottle. Yeah, at one point. So, I don't know if that headline is exactly accurate. I also don't understand what the point is, except to get attention. I, I don't, it, it, and obviously that's important in beer. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I, I find it to be a little—I uh, don't know if trite's the right word, but it's definitely like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you want if you want people to come to your brewery and, and drink your beer, fine, I get it. Like, that's the attraction, but they're not coming to drink that one. So maybe they just show up <laughs> to see what you're all about. Right. Sure. But I mean, there's other ways to do that that don't make you look to choose my words very wisely here that don't make you look uh, douchey. Yeah. So what actually so, is it? I see fruit, but I don't see like. Yeah, I don't see exactly what it, what it yeah, is either. Like, it's it's um, a tart concoction. Yeah, it says right. it's 15 percent and that it's got uh, astronaut food. Oh, that's the name of the beer. Astronaut food contains. More fruit per drop than any other beverage in the world. Again, they might just be reaching for those those facts yeah. to say that. But I think I read somewhere that they're using freeze-dried fruit so that they can use a lot more of it. Sure. And that's going to that's gonna pull your ABV up for sure because it's more fermentable sugar. But at the same time, like, you know. A four-pack will set you back $30. I've paid more than $30 for a four-pack. Will these cans explode? That's the only really... Oh, man. Wait, that's a, that's the real question. question. Is it... If it's freeze-dried, when are they adding the fruit? Is it is it post-fermentation? Are they putting it pre... Do they know, like, what they're doing with this? <laughs> right. It would blow up in your, in your fridge. Uh, obviously, that's an issue. 
It's, um, it's either the most expensive beer or the cheapest hand grenade you can buy. Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, Someone you don't funny. like next door, just toss one over the fence and see what happens. What were you drinking over there, Seth? Did we go over that? I am drinking a Run in the Sun from the Brothers Kirshner. I haven't um, had that. What is that? It is a double IPA. Um, Basil gave this to me for my birthday. Um it is little mango, little tropical fruit, little stone fruit in there, uh, but a very, what I would say, hiding the booze double IPA. Nice. Uh, I could drink four of them and then fall over, but it's very easy <laughs> to drink. It goes down very well. Nice. So we're, we're sipping on now a uh, triple dry hopped hop hands from uh, the people over at Tired Hands. And... Um, I, I just have such a weird feeling about tired hands. Like, I don't know if, if you're, I, I don't know what the consensus is on what's actually going on around there. And I'd like to think that, you know, there's good people there that are trying to earn a living and are trying to brew beer and, uh, and whatnot. But, you know, I don't want to. Yeah. You, you never know where your money's actually going in the end, but I'm sure there's some people over there that are, that are good folks that are. I will say we just did a, um, we did the Armor Music uh, Beer Festival last week, and ourselves and Levante and Tired Hands were the presenting sponsors of it, and I had nothing but great interactions with those guys. Um, they were kind enough to let everybody store their kegs in their walk-in, so we weren't all scrambling on Saturday morning. As a reminder, it was 99 bazillion degrees all on right. Saturday. Um, so the first place I wanted to be was a beer festival and that, um, but <laughs> they were, they were nothing but cordial to us. And I think, um, you know, I think, uh, as long as you learn from your mistakes and learn yeah. from your experiences, I, you know, nobody's perfect and we all move on in different ways. But I think, uh, I think tired hands has made a lot of steps and a lot of strives to, to fix the problems that were present. Um, and so I think, you know, that, you know, if you recognize the problem and you fix it, I think that uh, that's kind of the, the key to success. Yeah, um, for sure. It's, a, it's important. And, you know, I, I just I have a there's a special place in my heart for hop hands. I feel like that's one of those beers that, yeah. um, you know, as I was getting into beer, I always tell the story about having my first big craft beer experience at uh, Station Tap Room, right? And, um, just, you know, right after that opened and all this stuff, but, you know, hop hands is, is always that, you know, top left beer on tap there, yeah. you know, and, uh, it just became a go-to and it, it just kind of was one of those beers. It's like, man, it's got, you know, it's so unique. It's so different, but it's delicious and you can drink a few of them. It's a lower ABV. Um, this one, this one's, uh. It's interesting. It's definitely funny going from that, you know, that clear light Pilsner that we just had to the uh, thickness. <laughs> the original Haze Boy. The original yeah. Haze Boy, you know. Beer shouldn't look like milkshakes. That's what they say, right? Yeah. That's what's created the monster. I can't, I think I actually like some of the double dry hop, hop hands that I've had better than this one. Yeah, just, I agree. Just, I was going to say the same thing. I kind of feel the same Not way. Bad. No, but it's like, it's almost like there's this 
weird bitterness and and that whatever's going on with that dry hop is almost um it's making it's making an imbalance just a little bit of an imbalance maybe yeah what yeah. up jared well, jared in the chat yo jared what's up wash bin jared's a buddy of mine from back in the day percussion nice. days back in 20 years ago now jared you're old <laughs> old ass jared that's what the a stands for <clears throat> jared, I don't know jared ass wash <laughs> from a brewing standpoint i you know i guess the 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 jury's still out but kind of the conventional wisdom anything past a double dry hop is is there's nothing that says that you're going to pick anything up outside of that yeah. so i i applaud them for giving it a whirl and seeing if, if what they're pulling out of it but you know i think that the double is is kind of in the industry standard for what it is and at some point you just have to recognize that, you know, your dry hopping gives you more aroma than anything else, which obviously with our senses plays into the fact of what you're tasting, because that's just how our bodies work. But I don't know if, if going triple regards to double is going to give you any more um, sensory than it would at a double. Just, I, and I don't know because we don't do that, and I've never I've never worked for a brewery that does that. But uh, that's just what kind of the conventional wisdom is on it. Just like the bitter beer wars, there's only so much you can get into it. Right, there's only Half so much we can taste. Theoretical, you know, it's it's oh we, you know, it, it's oh we. This is the I am going to use this as an example because they don't make it anymore. But I don't know if you guys remember John. You probably don't. Cause I don't think you are you were into craft beer at this point. But palette wrecker from that's from that's always my example the right. green, green flash, right? It was it was called palette wrecker and it, it did like it stripped you the know, enamel off your teeth, <laughs> right? It, but you know they would always say, it, but it was only listed as a hundred IBUs on the bottle, and it was because anything beyond that's theoretical. Yeah. So they didn't want to put anything on there, but I assure you, it was the hoppiest most bitter beer I've ever had in my entire life. You could drink. I would split one with somebody. Like you, you, <laughs> it, it would just rip everything out of your mouth. And it was, but it was, you know, it, that was the, the rage at that time. Like everyone was doing the hoppiest thing they could. So I had one of those. I had a, a draft at PJ Wheelahan's mm-hmm. and I went home and I told my wife, Oh, I had this real, this beer that I liked a uh, palate record. It was good. <laughs> it was right around my birthday. So she went to try and find it. I was like, oh, well, you should find a six pack or something. Well, she went to, this was before you could split up cases. She could only find it at Exton Bevco yep. and got a case of it. Yep. And it was 80 bucks or whatever yeah. it was. And she almost shit her pants like yeah. on the spot. Because <laughs> the our, our senses weren't dialed to that yet. You know, yeah. we're, she's still used to $30 for a case of beer, not but, $80 yeah. for a case of beer. Like yeah. blew her mind. Speaking of birthdays, speaking of, happy birthday, Mr. Jay-Z. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up? How are you? Good. Can you hear me? We got you. We can hear oh, you. Awesome. Looks uh, like a nice little backdrop older. you got there. Uh, it's the only quiet place here. We got a band inside. I just finished <laughs> cooking, so I figured I'd sit out in the beer garden. Man, the joys of, of running your the own business brewery. ownership is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Let this be a lesson to you kids out there. What, what do they always yeah. say, Mr. Steve? If, if you want to brew a beer, don't start a brewery. Right. 
I haven't brewed a beer in like two years. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just thinking as we were talking, I, I'm gonna we should collab with somebody, and um, I'm trying to think of a name off of like Boeing seven 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 or something like that. We'll try to do like a take on that, but we'll do like seventy seven different grains and seven dry hops. Uh, okay. It's a good idea, right? Well, it's seven forty seven. The most expensive beer of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You only get like two drops out of that beer when you're done with yeah, exactly. it. $777 a case. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go for 77 IBUs. Yeah. 7.7%. The conversation of when I came in here just sounded like an old man conversation about like bitter beers. Way back when, when Palette Wrecker was out in 2000, whatever year that was. Was that like 2012? Yeah. 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 About 2012-ish. Really? That was it? So uh, I think it was like, I was still a buyer. So it was between 2012 and 2014-15 that wow. I remember being out. I thought it was much older than that, that beer. Nope, and that's just us be, that are that old. I don't remember <laughs> anything. So that's where that comes from. What happened to, uh, did I miss it all? No, not really. I mean, oh, okay. we were we were hoping to have um, Kirshner on since he's kind of the one behind the Stillwaters, and he just got tied up and you know stood me up for the like, oh, know, the tenth God. time. No, I'm just kidding. Well, nope. see, I, I run out of the kitchen to come talk to you guys. Yeah, yeah, you're you're the best. You're you're always yeah. always down for a hang. Uh, so, I'm just glad to be out of the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. What are you drinking there, John? Uh, the best beer we make. Uncle John's. John's. I yeah. knew that was coming. That's it. <laughs> you want to talk about old man's beer? This is it right here. Classic. Classic. American West Coast. West Coast. Yeah. Hoppy. Uh, yeah. We got number 25. We actually did two batches in a row of 25. It was just so damn good. Nice. I couldn't even tell you what hops are in it, but it's loaded <laughs> and it's delicious. Awesome. Yeah, we've been coming out with some like really just like great, like clear style beers. Um, we have one called like Soul Stealer. That's an Imperial IPA, like just just dank and clean and super hoppy. I'm just like digging that beer a lot. Well, what else is new and going on over there? Uh, we have a new uh, beer in the Jay Z Galaxy, our oh, yeah? Jay Z series. Yeah, called Jay Z's Galaxy. Nice. And it's just we just loaded it up with more Galaxy. It's a fun it's a fun beer to kind of like launch off the Jay Z Hazy brand. So yeah. Um, That'll be out next week. Sweet Tang just came back out today, which is always a good summertime favorite. We saw a ton of that. Uh, and that's that Goza that we infused Tang into. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. So a little sweet, a little sour, and yeah. just a nice... It's, uh, just, it's just a crushable Goza. I mean, it's... Like a juice It box. just hits that nice, sweet <clears throat> spot. That's awesome. What are you guys uh, bringing up to uh, the Stillwater, the Brewfest? Uh, are you allowed to I say? Is it no super idea. secret? That's probably going to be like a, a game time uh, uh, decision. Yeah. So like what, you know, what, how do you guys end up like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think like the logistics that go into that stuff. Like, you know, sometimes an event is something that's got a theme, right? Like it's dark beers, it's stouts or it's barrel aged or it's lagers or it's a hop fest or, you know, whatever the case may be. But if it's not, you know, how do you guys kind of decide? Is it based on the weather? Is it based on the market? Are you trying to take your flagships and win some new people because it's out of market? What do you have the most of? 
that too, right? <laughs> uh, what you have the most of is not what you want to bring to a festival. Number one, exactly. I don't know. I'm I'm an old man. I always like I always start conversations with like I'm an old man. Like back in the day when we went to a brew fest, it was like always bringing the best thing that we had in our tanks. Right. And so I kind of still live by that. You know, I live by that rule. I mean, a lot of folks, there's a total argument for bringing your um, flagships because you want to kind of get some notoriety for some of those beers that they see on taps more. But for me, it's about like if it's a good beer fest, you want to bring your best beer that you have. Sure. Just yeah. whatever's whatever's banging right now, whatever's hitting. Whatever, whatever, whatever I want to be drinking is what I'm bringing to a festival. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, the whole thing, I'm just thinking from a marketing perspective, it's like, well, I really want them to have this, and and hopefully they, you know, it, it sparks a memory or whatever, and then when they're at a bar nearby and they see that tap handle or they see it on a menu or whatever the case may be, they order it again, or they decide to make the trip, you know, to Exton right. or whatever, whatever location they're looking for. Well, I kind of think if someone drinks a beer that's freaking awesome, like if they see the tap handle that's got, you know, your brewery name on it, they're going to be more likely to buy it no matter what it is. So I kind of like go by that theory. Not necessarily. Yeah, like, I, I agree. It's with like brewery. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a branding exercise. You're, you, you want to get people to see your brand, to like your brand and to look for your brand. For us, it's a little bit different. Um, Cause we're in, we're with wholesalers. And so I, I can't send anything to a beer fest that's not approved by our wholesaler or with our wholesaler. So we have to be a little bit more selective. I wish I had the 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 uh, levity to be like, oh, we're just going to throw this at you. But right. then you have to send it to the wholesaler and they're like, you're sending us one sixel. Like we're not like, no. Like So, you know, I think for us, it's um, – I, and I agree with John about the flagship thing is, is our flagship, is, I think, is one of the better beers we make. So we always try to do that. And we always try to do something that's a little different that people probably haven't heard of. But again, I, I think John's right. It's all about that branding, like seeing that tap handle, associating that with a beer they had at the festival. And then when they go into a bar or, a, you know, a, a, a D or, or a grocery store or whatever, like associating that to what they had at the festival and being like, Oh well, it's not what I had at the festival, but it was that good that I'm gonna try everything else they make. It's kind of that you know association. What? Yeah, I mean, there's like a thousand ways to look at, and yeah, if we were like a bigger brewery, then we'd probably start to look at more flagship identification. And we have one wholesaler, you know, it's a keg at a time we're selling, not you know a pallet of kegs at a time. Right. I was gonna ask, what do you guys consider your flagships? Uh, Uncle John's, Baby Juices, uh, Sunny Wheat, uh, Jumpy John's, and uh, I don't know. New Exton? New Exton, yeah, that one. I know. Yeah, we saw a ton of that one, actually. I know Iron Hill has those five or six classics. Do you consider just all those your your flagship, Seth? No, actually, only one of those off that list is our flagship, Philly Favorite. <clears throat> uh, that's our, our above all flagship our cores are philly favorite incredibly juicy sweet leaf um king's gold and lemon cerveza those are our our core cores lemon cerveza and king's gold split the year um lemon Cer lemon cerveza is our summer and every and king's gold is everything else um, think, but those are our cores i think the first 
Iron Hill beer I ever think of is the Porter, and I think that's just because it's the first pig one iron. I ever had from them. Yeah, the Pig Iron Porter. But then I think the Russian Imperial Stout might be the next in my brain. Yeah, those are our Pig Iron will be in draft distribution next year. Russian already is in distribution, um, obviously with with uh, things currently going on. We we pulled Russian out a little bit. Uh, we were. You just got to say adjust the name a little bit. We did. We, we it's now uh, anti something or another anti Russian so, stout. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. something like that. So uh, we we did have to make a fly call on that one. Yeah. Can they just change the name and just call them all now um, Ukrainian stouts? Right. Like, can I think that just be the new style done, name? Right? I think that that's what most people have done. Um, you know, the, the funny part of that to me is that Russian Imperial Stout is not a Russian style of beer. It's a British style of beer. And But trying to explain that to people is just not <laughs> good marketing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> So, um, what did you pull out here for us? Speaking of uh, of classics, I got a I got a little Duvel, the uh, little single fermented uh, Belgian Golden. This is uh, courtesy of my fantasy football league that I won for the uh, second year in a row. I don't know if I mentioned that on the podcast. So I don't think you did. Two years in a row running my my fantasy beer league. <laughs> you keep winning, right? Yeah, I keep winning. Sorry, guys. Fish, haha. Is that actually brewed in Belgium or is it Cooperstown or? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Up. Duval imported uh, Cooperstown, New York, packaged oh. in Kansas City. Well, they, they imported to Cooperstown. Imported by, yeah, Duval, Cooperstown, packaged by Duval, Kansas City. Brewed by Duval wow. in Purs, Belgium. Yeah, wow. Wow, they sent a tanker over and then can it. That's weird. And expensive. I, got that nice just a hint of funk to it which i like yeah i don't know man like traditional belgian stuff i'm trying to figure out what that there's that peppery bready kind of note on the back that's not my favorite i think it's the yeast it's probably yeast it's definitely the yeast it's the yeast yeah see (laughs) so what other styles have belgian yeast in them like like triples doubles singles <laughs> right but like like, like I, it almost reminds me of like uh you know there I, I guess like i always say like sometimes saisons have this like extra bready you know yeah. uh, peppery uh note to them and, and uh, as well as like some farmhouse styles and and is that also yeast or or what else is doing that uh yeast it's it's yeast is it yeah it's, it's all like the microflora and everything else going yeah. on. It's like, so when you drink a big Belgian triple and you get that banana cloviness to it, it's it's the yeast, yes, yeast ethers, which is isomol. So you're getting that, and that's what gives it that, like, banana cloviness to it. But it's a, it's a byproduct of the yeast. It's a byproduct of the fermentation process, but it's a byproduct of the yeast. Because sometimes when we've had, like, I guess it's all about balance, right? Because I know I've had doubles and triples that are, you know, real malty and have like that deep caramel flavor too. And it just balances things out. And even though it does have that little bit of funkiness and, and breadiness that lingers, um, but, but it's they're still not easy and hoppy. No, right. 
Yeah, it's hard to remember that that you know that I I could potentially like other styles. I feel like I'm I'm coming around on them a little bit more, or at least I'm finding different um, variations and different breweries that kind of just do things a little bit differently. I could drink that all day. Yeah, all day. Easy. Yeah, it's 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 not. I mean, like now that I've had a few sips, it's getting a little bit easier. But um, I don't know, man. Just not my favorite. You know what? You know what I had the other day, John. A um, I, I had it in my in I brought like a four pack to Delaware and I left one of the four packs there. It was the the cherry. Oh, the cherry cherry. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that beer. Stuff's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What, that's that a Belgian a strain of yeast as well. Yeah, but it's delicious. Yeah. Well, I, I mean it's it's, it's got different malts. It's got darker malts plus the cherries kind of hide some of that. It just it's it's my it's my uh kind of attempt to do like a Rodenbach yep. that has like those dark cherry esters, even though there's no cherry in Rodenbach, it's just a wild fermentation, but mm. uh, I don't really want to do that in my brewery. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause then cherries. everything tastes like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm. But yeah, that's a fall beer. We usually do talk about uh Philly beer week, Seth, if you can, or, and John feel free too, but you know, it's one of those events that um, I really haven't done anything to participate in or gone to many of the events. So I'd kind of just like a description, if you have any, of what exactly it is and what the purpose is. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure what year we're on, um, but, you know, Philly Beer Week is a uh, it's kind of just a celebration of, of the beers in southeastern Pennsylvania using Philly as our as our anchor. And I mean, as we all know, there's amazing beer bars in philly you know i think monks might be one of the best beer bars in the country and i think it consistently stands up to that um but it's a it's 10 days it normally is the first week of june um this year's a little different uh coming out of covid you know no one knew what was going to happen last year was a little different coming out of covid um the board of philly loves beer if you're looking to follow it philly loves beer on instagram is posting everything about it but it's just, you know, everybody comes together. We go to bars, we go to restaurants, we go to whatever. We celebrate the beer we have in. We get a lot of outside breweries from Pennsylvania coming in. Um, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I think Pennsylvania is the most important beer market on the East Coast. Uh, it's a reason why we see so many breweries come here instead of somewhere else. Uh, when they launch outside of their their market, they're yeah. coming here. They're not, they're not going to New York City. They're coming here instead. Um, so I think it celebrates that and it celebrates the diversity that we have in the beer industry in Philadelphia. And, you know, you get, you get events from anything from, you know, boxcar derby racing to matchbox car racing, to goat racing, to taco eating contests, like you name it, we have it. Um, we're, I think COVID put a dent in a little bit and we're starting to slowly build it back up this year. Um, I've seen a lot more events scheduled this year than I did last year. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's a time for everybody that loves beer in Philadelphia to come together and try some stuff they don't get normally order to try and support the breweries that are here year round that, that are around this area and, and, and really show off what we have to offer to the country. Um, you know, this year, it, again, it's a little bit different. We're not doing the opening tap this year where we are doing the hammer relay. Uh, which will be fun. Um, 
but it, it's just a it's just a time that we can all as beer people whether you work in the industry or you don't come together and kind of celebrate what we have and, and kind of be thankful for what we have because again like i think people often take for granted the amount of good beer and and camaraderie and you know fellowship that we have in southeastern pennsylvania when it comes to beer i i really do and and if you look around there's fantastic breweries there's world-class breweries around here and i think it's a time to celebrate that i had a um the hammer was at levante for one of their anniversary parties and i had this really nice picture i'm holding it and my brother took the picture and the sun was behind me. So all you see is just shadow. There's no, I look like Thor, but the picture just turns out as just a big shadow and you can't see anything. You're not worthy. I was not. Evidently. I, I want to know more about this taco eating contest. What is that? So yeah, I would win uptown, uptown beer garden. I didn't hear anything after you said taco eating contest. <laughs> he just kept thinking so, about tacos. Yeah. Uptown beer garden. <laughs> Which is a great place. It's a, it's it, it's awesome. You used to do a flight taco eating contest. So you would enter based on how many you thought you could eat, Ooh. and it, so the, it, and then it would go through heats, and then it would come around. But all of us industry people were smart enough not to enter. <laughs> no, we had to go to like four other events that day. Right? But we damn sure we were there to watch. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's just a very entertaining, like, they're at picnic tables and they're just going to town. Like, how many can you eat in a certain, I think it's like two minutes that you can eat. And, like, every brewery would throw in, like, a gift card or a T-shirt, whatever, to the winner to to make it worth people's while. But it was just a sloppy mess. It was, like, a two-hour-long event. And it was just awful by the end of it. Like, you have you had all these people that competed in it, like, leaning up against posts like <laughs> on it. like it was great like it was fantastic um, you heave you leave if you puke you're done like you're out um the things people it, do for a t-shirt it, yeah right yeah a t-shirt like people will do and i think john can attest to this too yeah. people will do anything for a t-shirt like i have had people come up to me at beer festivals and ask to buy the t-shirt off my back and i'm like what am i gonna wear like i don't do you think I have something extra in my bag over here? Like, what do you, like, people will do anything for a t-shirt. It's kind of wild. Yeah. I love this. Justin guy. He's coming with the, uh, with some bangers here. Bike the hammer from West Philly to the news station in old city on a rusty oh. old banana bike. Oh, I yeah. I'm... We used to do the hammer parade, which was actually kind of fun. They're doing it again this year. It's a little bit different because it's starting at, um, starting at broken goblet. Um, up in North Philly uh, and then working its way down. And I think it's ending at uh, Varga maybe this year. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure with that, but it's a, uh, it, 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 it used to be a really, really fun event that result. So what it used to do is it used to lead into opening tap. So Philly beer week every year kicked off with opening tap, which was um, at the Fillmore most years. Um, and, basically the the hammer ray would start it would come into opening tap and there were 50 to 60 breweries set up for a beer festival and that's how the beer festival started someone would walk in with it they would go on the stage be, uh, mayor kenny was there sometimes declaring it, national beer week or philly beer week or whatever it happened to be um but we're not doing that again this year because we don't have opening tap this year 
Um, but that was always that, that was in the heyday of Philly Beer Week. And not that we're not that Philly Beer Week still isn't awesome, but you know, 2015, 2016, 14, those were those were the big years for for Philly Beer Week when it was just wild. You could start in South Philly and work your way to Fishtown and stop at beer events all along the way. Um, and we've, we've kind of reformed it a little bit. And I think it needed a little bit of reforming. Um, but that's where we are now. So there's still a ton of events going on this year. If you happen to want to go into the city those nights, by all means, go. Um, I know La Cabra is doing a Suburban Chaser on Sunday the 12th at their place, which is a festival. We'll um, you, guys, you guys doing that? Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there too. So I, I would highly encourage Chester County folks, come out to La Cabra, see Stolen Sun, see us. Um, it should be a good time. Nice. Man, there's just so much crazy stuff going on. I just love the idea of all those events, people just getting creative. Like, hey, how can we get people excited to come out, do a fun event, try some great craft beer, you know, and get and get more people excited or people that already are excited into something, you know, in a new creative way to celebrate it. That's really cool. They had to cancel the tricycle races because people kept getting hurt. <laughs> I believe it. They should do a big wheel race. That'd be a good one. They also did that. <laughs> I, I think we need really big, big wheels for us to be on. I still remember the day I got too big for my big wheel as a kid, and you just mm, so spin sad. the tires because you just had too oh, much just, torque in your legs. Yeah. <laughs> I think I cried. <laughs> so the other one that, uh, that I brought up here um, that, thank goodness for Seth, fantastic content and keeping me up to date with, uh, with what's going on around here. Log jamming. Log jamming. <laughs> Lager beer fest. Um, you know, I you were saying there's fantastic breweries. I see them here in alphabetical order, and uh, I do not see my favorite lager producer, East Branch, in here. Yeah. What is that about? Um, I agree with that. Um, and I have uh, made my feelings known on that to uh the powers that be um i think they should 100 percent be included uh i will once again put govs loggers and pilsners up against anybody else in southeast pa Gov's hall of fame i'm kind of surprised victory's yeah. not there either yeah that's kind uh, of interesting that's i think that has more to do with um they probably had like four other events going on that day. Victory's yeah. a, a kind of an anchor for Philly Beer Week. Right. So I'm wondering if they just couldn't get coverage, which happens these days as we're all short staffed. Um no, I you know, I I think I've been every time I've been on the show, I've I've one hundred percent pushed the East Branch portfolio and, and it, I think it is disappointing that they're not on it. And I think, you know, next time we do it, they'll be on it. Like they'll they'll I will if I have to beg and scream and cry and yell, I will make sure that, that those <laughs> guys are, are being represented in, in a logger fest. We'll go pour for them if they need pours. Yeah, I'll, I'll there you go. That. Um, Attic Brewing is one of those ones that, um, you know, they opened up down uh, near my, my office in Philly, which I don't go to all that out often anymore since uh, COVID. But uh, they opened up and I went down there and I was just blown away with the quality of beer they're doing down there. Um I really like them, um, especially those those like loggers and stuff. Their loggers were really good. Yeah, I think their beer is fantastic. Um, 
especially in the in the logger game and they they do very well with it um equilibrium is really cool i i really like um when we had those guys on the show a while back yeah uh pete that was a uh a covid uh special yeah and um you know because they started shipping a pa we had them on and they were really cool people and i think they do pretty good beers and and finback also is one of those ones that kind of pops up in our yep. area every once in a while but they're putting out good stuff. Forest and Maine's just always, uh, always on point. You know, when I first got into craft beer, Half Acre was one of those one of those breweries that like I just liked their beer so much. I think like I started off with something like Daisy Cutter, and then I just had something else, something else, something else. They were distributing heavy to our area. I could go into a Wegman's or something, and. I just was like, I like every effing style they do. I, I never remember having a bad beer from them. No, they were one of those. No, they first... make, they're they're solid. They're consistent and they're yeah. solid. Pony is a great Pilsner. Valero is a yes. great IPA. Like they they make really good beer. I'm really happy they're going to be there. Um, yeah, we you know when we decided to do this with Human Robot, we were Lappy, who is our um, uh, Center City head brewer, lead brewer, who is actually I think the longest standing brewer at Iron Hill. Um, we were looking at the list and he and I are both pills or nuts. And we were like, Oh my God, like we have to do this. Like we, <laughs> we can't not like, I want to go just so I can drink all of these beers. Like and, and not be hammered. Like, right. That, that's the best thing right. about lagers. You could just drink them shits all day. You, you know what I had uh, at an airport recently brawler. I haven't had a brawler. Yeah, since like I first got into craft beer, and I was like, that's "This like thing's anti logger." That's, that's thing, not even close to. I hear you, but I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I saw yards on the list, man. I had a brawler, and I was like, "This is still a good beer. That's a solid little beer." I don't know if "little's" the right word for it. That's one of the uh, one of the uh, gateways that whenever people would be like, "Oh, what are you drinking this craft beer?" So I'm like, oh, "Try this brawler. Okay, that's got a little bit more flavor to it. Okay, now try this. We'll like see. beer for sure." Sliding in. On I remember reading an article that the um, the Eagles were like at some bar and ran up some huge tab, and it was like almost all brawler. <laughs> it was like an Eagles thing. I don't know. Nice. I don't know if that means anything. It gets me any more excited about it or not. But yeah, it just was one of those ones that I remember like getting a mixed six pack early in the craft beer, and then I saw I was like at at the airport and there was like a yards thing right next to my. Uh, my terminal, like my gate. I was like, you know what? I haven't had a brawl in forever. I'm gonna get a brawler, and it was it was still good. Yeah, pretty good beer. I, as you were going through the uh, the list yeah. there, I saw uh, Von C and Von Trap. That's who I was thinking of when I oh, saw Von C. Von Trap, Von Trap sure. was in my sure. head. Southern Vermont, but they're both uh, both going to be there. Triple Crossing. I've been there <laughs> in Virginia. Tripping animals. Yeah. Yep. I don't know what it is about tripping animals, but I, I haven't had much from them. Every once in a while, I'll see them on a shelf randomly, and they've got really crazy cans. Yeah, they go they go out there. Yeah, I was really impressed with Warwick Farms uh, lager stuff than when we had that up. Yeah, there. they were they were pretty good. We were on site there uh, a while back, but yeah, their their lagers were delicious too. John, how do you feel about lagers? Yet, I've heard good things. We start talking about loggers, and John just zones out. I'm just out. like blazing over. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on over there. It's, it's people with too much capacity in their systems. Give me the hops. Uh, yeah. Actually, we are uh, – Chris is going to brew us a logger in the next week or two. Nice. Like we're doing it. Do it. 
She's got that theory background. She can nail that. She can totally nail it. Yep. I have no doubt. Yeah, I mean, we, we've never done one, and I don't even know how we're going to do this with tank space, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> you running out? Are you expanding? You putting more, more tanks uh, in? You know, I'm just trying to staff up so we can run this business. That's, that's Honestly, I'm just putting the kitchen on my shoulders, and Chris is taking care of the brewery. I uh, Cameron in the brewery is helping me with the roasting. So we're keeping that going. But I mean, honestly, we're just kind of hunkering down here and getting ready for just trying to survive. You've got a great front of house staff, man. Every time we go there, they just, I feel like everybody there cares. Yeah. And, and really wants to make sure you have a good experience and, um, just really, really tries to take care of you. So, so I, there, there's a, there's a flip side to that expectations are high and that's why we end up with staffing issues that we have we do the expectation is that people are coming out to enjoy themselves and and our staff needs to be ready to go yeah and and we really look at all experiences in the tap room and uh yeah it's about like you know people it's you know everything's super expensive these days so we're trying to do the best we can everywhere we can and that's kind of how we do it. It's like whether it's the best food we can put out, the best beer we can put out, the best service we can put out. Like it, it doesn't just stop with beer in our place. No, it can't because you know you can go get a beer anywhere, right? right. So I feel like it's and there's so a lot important. of great beer everywhere. Yeah, for sure. But when they're coming into your space, you know where you have total control over it, it's got to be something special. You got to just yeah. you know strive to do that because that's I mean, what you try. The beer can be good, but you know I think. I think just making that whole experience there for the people, you, you try as hard as you can to do that. But man, I mean, the way the workforce is these days, everybody is, you know, what, I forget what Taylor always calls it. My brother calls it the, the great workforce reset. You know, yeah. there's so many people that are just like, uh, whatever COVID did to people, you know, change their mind about things and they switch their careers or change jobs or finally did this or that. And, um, it's just, it's, it's crazy or, you know, or everybody had to shut down and then you're trying to get people to come back and they've been able to that's, do stuff. That's already passed. And, yeah. That's already passed. I mean, it's, it's insane. I've, I mean, people have moved to do different things, but everything's cyclical also. Like I, I do believe in six months it'll be completely different. And I think like we're, you know, gas is 485 out there, by the way. Yeah. Like. The, the you know these stepping away and trying to do other things people are going to come back eventually to hopefully yeah well, what's what's the <laughs> if know, not we're all fucked now <laughs> yeah. so so i i travel for work and i do these these you know trade shows and and um industry events and i'm seeing them come back in full force like people are ready to get back on airplanes they're traveling yeah. they're we're all in hotels together and and the numbers are climbing and climbing you know every time i go out on the road uh are you guys seeing that in the tap rooms as well is it's just you know is it an upward slope of people coming back and getting back out and they're okay you know going back into tap rooms and sitting at the bar and sitting outside and all that stuff i i think people are watching their money right now to be honest with you yeah, I agree. I agree with John on that. I, and I mean, but our business is feast or famine. Like yeah. we're literally like we'll have nothing, and then you know, it's or it's complete insanity. 
like there, you can't even like predict your business anymore, really. I mean, at least for us and I'm, and I, you know, talking to my friends out there, it's the same everywhere. It's like you staff for, you know, one expectation and something else happens. And then we're always, you know, in hindsight, we can always figure out why business was good or bad that day. You know, it was like rainy or it was not rainy enough or it was sunny or it was too sunny or it's not <laughs> it sunny enough. Hot. Like there's always a reason in, you know, in hindsight, you can figure everything out. Sure. But it's, it's just a weird time in business. I mean, it really is. Like I, I, I feel like, yeah, I, I just, I feel like it, it's a hard time to own a business. It's that famous quote, the economy is stupid. I haven't heard that one, but I can't disagree with (laughs) that. Yeah, I haven't heard that either. Yeah, you know, I I think John makes a valid point. It's like, you know, you staff up and then because you think something's going to happen and then it doesn't. And then your staff's pissed because you staffed up and they're not making any money. So I think that there's there's that fine line you have to kind of figure out. And, you know, like we we as an established business still struggle with it, you know, especially because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't, we don't know the week from the week. We, we all assume we're out of this and we're moving in the right direction. But, you know, I think there's that tailing thought for a lot of people of, well, what if, well, what if, well, what if, and I don't think that, that, you know, John and I are, are affected any differently. I think that every bar and restaurant, yeah, round is, is is dealing with that, and it's it's hard to it's hard to reset your data when you don't have data sets to reset, and that's kind of where we all are because any any smart business throws out any data from COVID and just says we need to reboot. It's, it's so far off, right? It's so far off, like it's like oh, last year for you know Easter we were crazy packed, and it's like well because no one had anywhere to go, so they were. Right. They were literally like begging to get out and we had a great big open space for them to do it. It's just a different, it's a different time. And I think, you know, the economy is playing into it. Um, yeah, it's, it's really strange. Like literally, I always say like the best way that we can strum up business is we just like minimize our staff completely and we'll be crazy packed. It's just, that's how we do it. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, you know, your grocery bill is at least 50% more. It's insane. Your gas is 50% more and you don't really think about it. And then all of a sudden at the end of the week or the end of the pay period or whatever, people, you know, people are left with less and, you know, maybe they can't do this or do that, you know, but I got to come back for some wings, John. Yeah. <laughs> those wings, the wings are my great. Life. The wings are fantastic. We do. We do a ton of those and the pork we're doing. I just did a bunch of briskets this week. We're just doing a lot of like whatever it's everyone's kind of, uh, you know, I'm changing the menu every day at our place. You just and have to, becoming, right? Just with what you can get a hold of and, and what. No, you it's just because if I'm going to be back there doing this, I'm not just going to do whatever. I'm going to just start creating whatever I can create. That's awesome. And I love cooking. I don't. You know, I don't necessarily like cooking for, you know, 300 people, but <laughs> I, I really like, I do really like cooking. I like the prep. I like smoking. I like, you know, I love all that yeah. stuff too, man. And sometimes I get yeah. excited. Like, could I do this or will I just get disgruntled if it's like, yeah, just don't do it. Yeah. Right. It's terrible. If you like cooking, don't open a restaurant. If you like yeah. brewing, yeah. don't open a brewery. Right. If you like classic, if you like brewing classic styles of beer, don't open a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. I saw. Uh, 
John, I saw you guys have a couple of food trucks there. Are you using that to kind of supplement your kitchen or are you, you shutting yeah, down your kitchen when they're you know, there? I, I mean, I have two people in my kitchen. So Friday night and Saturdays, we've been doing food trucks. And plus, I mean, I don't, you know, you guys know I have a, my son is, you know, I, I have two ridiculously amazing, talented kids that uh, are into performing arts and like our weekends just get like last weekend i was in ocean city maryland with with dylan he had two gigs out there so like i don't want to miss you know we can't operate the kitchen without me so we just figure out we get food trucks and we're doing the best that we can to keep open but we are a family business you know we don't have a lot of people involved in the business except for you know our family so you know we gotta try to maintain yeah, the work-life balance doesn't stop because uh, you're a business it's, owner. No, and, and I'm just, I'm or, just, yeah. I'm, I'm like, kind of done killing myself as much as I, <laughs> I just work all the time. Yeah, no, I'm sure. But, yeah, you just, you know, at yeah. some point, you know, you got to keep that balance going, and you know, you do the best you can, and yep, you know, that's, that's eventually all we'll get the right people in here, and eventually we'll, you know, get back to doing what we, you know, what we hope to be able to do, but we're already looking at like some new expansion projects and we're still like as crazy as it is, we're still moving forward with like building the business to where we think we can build it. And that's kind of like, I'm trying to get some coffee shops going and that's really where I think we grow our business. Our coffee is ridiculously amazing here. And, you know, I just feel like that's a huge piece of our business that, you know, so I'm actually looking for a coffee professional to help me run that who can roast coffee. And so if anyone out there is a coffee roaster, wants to be a coffee roaster, a barista, help us build coffee business. Like that's, you know, what I see helping us like launch, you know, cause that kind of like ties into the beer also. We can open a coffee shop that then opens up for beer later on. Yeah. And uh, that's, but no kitchen. We're not doing any kitchens anymore. <laughs> we're done. We're done. I, I shouldn't say that. Well, I mean, you know, anything could happen. But as far as I'm concerned right now, like I would, I wouldn't do a kitchen again. I do want to uh, just shout out to John on that. Is that my wife and I buy their coffee by the big old bag full. Like it is absolutely fantastic coffee. So if you thank you are a coffee person, I would highly seek them out to get their coffee. Like it is. Uh, is absolutely fantastic. So uh, thank you for doing coffee. Yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> you've got my wife hooked in. I got to go in and get coffee. Yeah, you, I, I have a lot of people who are like, don't want to drink anything else once they start drinking our coffee. So it's awesome. I mean, we, we do. I go to like long lengths to like bring in the best coffees we can possibly bring in. And we have a good process in place and works well. That's awesome. Right into right, right out to origin, right? That's how you do it. You have to. Yeah. You got to, you know, you got to get it right from that point or else, you know, it just, plus it's fun to travel. I need to get, I I haven't been, I mean, I like I left there. I mean, I think we had a, I I left there. uh, I haven't been back in a couple of years. So next year we're doing it again. You were lucky to get back. You almost got stuck down there for like three years. Like literally I got (laughs) back on Friday the 13th, March, Friday the 13th. And that's when it shut down that that Friday the thirteenth. It was insane, and yeah. I went through the airport like no one ever 
checked anything. No <laughs> they temperatures. Were like, just go. No, just go. Like literally, there wasn't even a security agent leaving Guatemala. It would. They were just like, I don't even know what was going on. Actually, they had like the metal detectors and all that, but there wasn't any attendance there. No, oh. <laughs> things like, no were one, beeping. No one took. No one t- on on either side in like Guatemala or in America. Like no one took temperatures. No one did anything. Like we were just. I don't know. It's weird. I remember coming back from. I think I was in Los Angeles in March of 2020, and what's the guy's name? Newsom, Gavin Newsom, yeah. right or something like that, right? He he had just done like a state of emergency for California, and I still didn't believe what was happening. <laughs> like my boss and I were out there, and we're like, "Is this is this really a thing?" You know what I mean? And um, you know, we flew back, and there was nobody on the plane, and I was like, "Is, is something actually happening here?" It's just so crazy to look back on, like, just uh, absolutely insane. We're, we're, we're going to be part of history books. We went from just normal to just chaos in, like, a month. Yeah. Not That's even. Insane. Like, I remember I remember what, what John was saying, flying back on the 13th. I remember on the 14th, I was at Bottle Room when the announcement came through. And granted, my wife was still on Borough Council at the time, and, and we got a heads up that it was coming um and just like sitting in bottle room which was completely packed on a saturday afternoon and just like the look on everybody's faces was very much like i I won't call it worrisome but i will call it very like speculative like what what's about to happen what's going on who had any frame of reference right i i I had no idea what was going on so i was like, all right, so what does this mean? And then a month later, I got laid off because the beer industry took an absolute shit. I don't have a pasty ass. <laughs> First of all. Uh, fish seems to think that. you do. There's no data to back that up. Jay-Z, Tans, um, and Thongs. That's the only thing. Yeah. That's what we heard. Imagine. That's all I heard from that sentence. I don't have a pasty <laughs> ass as you, uh, you're a thong wear. So this is an interesting one. I've, I've got uh, – th- this is uh, Switchback. Out of Vermont? Vermont. El Dorado Cat double IPA coming in at a whopping 9.1. So um, in my in my day job, people started to find out that I'm a, I'm a beer guy, right? And there's this other guy who's a beer guy, and he's got a place in Vermont. So we, we both were at the same work event in Connecticut. And he brought this to me out of nowhere. He just said, hey, I've got something for you. I drank this recently. It was a really interesting experience. It had all kinds of flavors. It was a, you know, I always say that sometimes a beer can be a ride where you get something on the front end and it carries you through the middle and then it finishes unexpectedly or whatever the case is. And and it's just a, uh, you know, an interesting experience. And he had that with this. And he's like, I thought of you. And I and I brought you this this four pack of this beer, so kind of excited to try it. I don't know if it's if it's ancient, it's, it might be super old. I don't know how old it is, but it's definitely a different IPA than we're used to drinking. It's more of a older style double. It's clear, yeah, a lot of I can yeah. see through it. What's going on? Right, it must be broken. Yeah, I, I do get a lot of that, that beer sweetness they off the nose. Some of that biofine in that one. <laughs> yeah, what's happening? I get I get some some sweetness off the nose, which makes me think it it could potentially have you said a. It's a called bit El Dorado. What's that? You said it's all El Dorado. It, it's called El Dorado Cat. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's all El Dorado, but there's definitely dank a, cannabis aroma with nimble notes along. of candied passion fruit. Yum. 9.1. I think it's a Jay-Z kind of brew. Jay-Z would probably get down with this one. Yeah, I'd enjoy that. Man, I'm not getting a whole lot of hops at all. It's just a sweet... It's very sweet. It's a little, sweet little... Uh, that's why I, I, That's what I remember what's the, uh, double IPAs. What's the what? The date. 4-1-22. Oh, it's not, not that old. Man. Not that old at all. It should still be um, kicking with some heat, with some hops. But, but. it's, that's, it. Double, well, I guess it double depends. I, is that a born on date or is that a Best Buy date? Yeah. If it's Best Buy, you're now yeah. two months from Packaged it. on. Packaged on. We, so it's we, got a shit ton of dextrose in it, probably. We, we just put a date coder on our line and, like, we don't really know, like, do we put the date that we put it in there like people look at the dates on cans like so what do you really like i want to know when it's such a weird thing as a born on um victory vic when i was at victory victory does best buy from anecdotal evidence i would say born on is better um because unless it's six months after the born on date yeah well that's the problem to begin with (laughs) But uh, yeah, we do we do the canned on date for it, so it's it was canned on this date, and and that's how it is. But um, I don't care as a as a consumer. Just tell me, is it Best Buy or is yeah. it is it canned on? That's what we do. We and it says what it is. If it says it, canned so. on, if it says no. Best Buy, I'm fine either way. Yeah, we, we even do it more confusing. We put a Julian date on. <laughs> Ju- so does East Branch. Yeah. Um, well, what just is Julian because Day? Julian is the day of the year. Okay. That's cool. Right. Yeah. So you so, can't like as a as a part, you can't be like, oh, this was brewed in February. Right. You, have to, you have to do the math. There's actually a Google translator for it. You can type it in and, and see what it is. But if you do like 125, 2022, it's the 125th day of the year in the year 2022. So it's right. like late April. So you have to be like Rain Man. Yeah, well, you need like a Dakota ring to go in yeah. and figure out what the hell is going on. Like, I don't even know. I look at it and I'm like, uh, the good thing, we don't really, you know, we, we're kind of like a grocery store here. So we can to order. We don't like just can a bunch of beer and hope to sell it. We go like, we know what we're selling and that's what we can. So anytime we have beer out in the market, it's, it's general. I'm always surprised when I find something that's more than three months old. And it's very kind of rare that I do that do you ever go to the beer store and sometimes they just have like a purple dot on the bottom of the can does that mean something uh it means what run it was from they should have a record of that on what dots they were using for that run so it tells you where it is so it's it for them not the us that does it though it might be just from the can it, it, it can also be from the can too so you have to know what the brewery is doing right yeah because sometimes it could like, be like I, the born on date for the actual aluminum yep okay yeah Gotcha. Which doesn't really impact us at all. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aluminum's good for forever. Forever. Ever. Yeah. Forever, ever. Forever, ever? Forever, ever. Ever, ever, ever. Maybe not forever, ever. All right, you want to do. Uh, yeah, this is our last beer, so we got to do our toast or else yeah. we'll run out of beer. I'm not going to have anything. All right, we're going to do toast of the week. You guys ready? Think about it. We're going to go first. If you guys have anything that you want to give a toast to or burnt toast, you can trash somebody. Or something, if you want to. I encourage burnt toast. Yeah, burnt toast is the best, but here we go. How about a beer? Woo! Might Be Brews presents the Toast of the Week. Oh, my God. 
All right, so I'll go first. We got to give a general toast to all the families affected uh, by the most recent school shooting. I said to John, I said, I don't know if I want to touch on this. I think we need to touch on it, but I could do an hour and a half on this topic, and I don't want to do an hour and a half on this topic because I'll get probably pretty heated on here. Just the fact that we refuse to do anything after years and years of this happening. So that's all I'll say. And and uh, to all those families, you know, we we uh, we hope that you find some peace somehow. Somehow, I don't know how, but shit. To those guys. To so uh, I got two short toasts. Uh, my first burnt toast is Joe Girardi. Figure out how to deal with a fucking bullpen. You've been in the game <laughs> yeah. forever. They gave you a DH, so now you don't even have to worry about double switches, and you still fuck up the bullpen, so you're an asshole. I was going to say, don't Stop they it. DH now? I thought I yeah. saw something. And that he still can't fucking figure it out. Bryce Harper's, like, DHing all the time? He thought, the last year, Girardi thought he was getting paid by the double switch. He would double switch in, like, the second inning for no fucking reason. And he still can't fucking figure it out. Uh, and my positive toast of the week, uh, my daughter Abigail's birthday, who I found out has the same birthday as Jay-Z. So birthday, my daughter Jay-Z. and Jay-Z right share our birthday. Happy birthday, so. birthday all around. So happy birthday, Abigail. Toast to you. Yeah, toast. Jay-Z, happy birthday. Thank you. I'm digging 51. the beard, man. 51. 51? It's crazy. That is crazy. That's almost 100. You're close. I feel like 80. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look a day over 60. Thank you. Killing it. That's what everyone tells me. Hey, uh, my mine's a, another downer, but um, man, my uh, my my wife's uncle, dude's only forty years old, right? Both of his parents passed away. He go he they they haven't settled the estate yet. He he's over there cutting the grass, has a heart attack, passes away at forty. Super super cool guy, just like um, all kinds of cool stuff that that we've done together. You, you know what's crazy? Here's here's a here's a beer related story with him. Way before I was drinking beer, I was drinking Jack and Cokes and fucking Twisted Teas, and I wasn't even into beer yet, right? And he goes, hey, man, I got this case of beer. It's uh, it's $140 a case. You know, you, you got to try this. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It was it was individual bottles of Lindemann's Frambois. There you go. And I was like, what is this? And I'm drinking. I had no fucking idea what a Lambic was or or any of that stuff. And I'm drinking this beer like this might be the best thing I've ever tasted. This is so it's so, so good. tasty. And, and then I completely circle back on it, you know, ten years later. But he introduced me to to beer at a point when I had no idea what was going on. But uh, it was definitely exciting. But um, yeah, cheers to uh, to Neil, great guy. R.I.P. Forty years old. I, I'm I'm three years from there. You know, that's that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's 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 it's Wait, a tragedy. So what, what happened? Heart attack, I believe. Oh I believe you know he wow. was he was cutting the grass. I think pushing a lawnmower around his parents' house, and he's like, man. He he called his wife and was like, man, I'm not feeling good. I'm gonna like sit down for a minute, and he just never came home. And they found him sitting down in the chair. Oh my god! Yeah, just it's it's tragic, unexpected, way too young. Wow. But a uh, great guy, man. Um, you know, you know, on on my wife's side of the family, just one of the. The, one of the really cool ones, you know what I mean? You look forward to, like, the events. He's the guy that I would always gravitate to and, and bullshit with. So that, that that was a tough one at such a young age. But wow. I got to toast him today. Toast to him. That's the toast well, to Neil. That's, that's terrible. Yeah, man. It, it's I mean, it's a rough one. A but, one. man, so, yeah, now that we got to turn it around a little Ooh, bit, I'll pass it over yeah. to you guys. What do you got? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I ain't got nothing. No, right. I mean, I'll give a toast to uh, my freaking family and staff for helping like hold this all together here while we while I'm like stuck in a kitchen and <laughs> I have people all around me like helping us, you know, make beer, get beer out, take care of the bar, take care of all the social media, take care, you know, it allows me to to sit in the kitchen. So, I mean, man, toast to them because I mean that yeah, that stuff is it's not insane. easy. It's crazy. It's a this is a serious crazy time in our business. And you I know, think it's everyone else. Toast, toast to all to the, the businesses. Toast. All the businesses like ours. A- absolutely. I, I just have this feeling, and, and I, I talked to my wife about this a lot recently, but I'm like, you know, fingers crossed, man, we look back at, at this time in a couple of years, and you're just like, man, you remember that crazy shit we went through? But then you're on the other side of it. Like, you you, you didn't give up. You persevered. You know what I mean? You, you, just, you just kept pushing. You kept grinding. And eventually, you're going to be on the other side of it. And you're going to look back and be like, man. You know, you here, here's a toast that that is actually true. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good like, one. Ho- I, hope, I hope we look back at this at some point and be like, holy cow, I can't believe <laughs> yeah. we all got through that. Because, like, I just don't, the, the light of the tunnel isn't, I can't quite see it yet. Not yet, but it's, it's, it's coming close, it's man. Coming. I can feel it. It's coming. We can all feel it. But toast again. Let's cheers it up. We got a good sound from these. Yeah, we do. uh, Noisy fucking table. We got noisy glasses. That was great. Seth, you got anything? Yeah. Um, My first is to John and to the Kirshner brothers and to East Branch and to every other small brewery out there that trugged along during COVID and did whatever they could to survive. And, like, it's awesome. Like, I, I think the brewery industry went through kind of a very weird instance in what we would do. And I think the ones that survived were innovative and made the right moves and did everything they could. And and it was blood, sweat and tears all along the board. And I think it's awesome. I think that we persevered as an industry and I think that's, it's unmatched around for what we did. And, you know, I think the big guys pick the small guys up and the small guys are going to prosper as we move forward. And I think it's awesome. Like, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a rising tide type of person. And I, I think what we've done so far has been fantastic in this industry. And, and I'm, I'm super proud of everyone that's done it. The brewers, the marketing, the sales, whoever it is. We've done so much to advance this industry in a time where the uncertainty was high. Yeah. And I'm so proud of everyone for that. And my second one is always goes to all the brewers out there who I don't think get recognized enough. And I love because you guys make what we do possible as someone who used to spend time in that, that arena. I am so happy that we have so many good brewers and so many educated brewers. And what we're doing is pushing the envelope and pushing what we want to do and really making craft beer kind of an American thing. And I think that can't be understated. So cheers to all of you out there that are doing that, busting your asses every day, your blood, sweat, and tears, your cuts, your burns, whatever else it is. Thank you for doing it, and thank you for putting out quality beer. We really appreciate it. Well said, Seth. I'm still kind of shocked at the lower amount of breweries that we lost. I when I was we were all going more. through this, I was expecting a lot more 
to not to not make it. You know, there's a lot of stuff that hasn't opened, and and I've been seeing things online where um, I forget exactly what the situation was. If it was like, you know, malls were going to start finding food courts or you know something like that, but there's just stuff that that they're just leaving closed. And but but I think it's also reset a lot of things like. One of the things I realize, like, I, I travel a little bit and, and I stay in hotels a lot. And they're like, listen, we're not going to come to your room and, and do your room every night. Like, we just don't have the capacity. So, like, we're just going to do it when you leave unless you request it. And I'm like, why did we do this in the first place? I don't need yeah. them to make my bed for me to trash it again. I don't make my bed every night. Exactly. I don't need exactly. you to What's make the my point bed of it? every night. So, I, I, I like to think that maybe there's a couple, like, little changes about culture that actually changed for the better or things that we figured out like man we didn't have to do it that way we only did it because it was the only way we knew we figured out a new way and it's actually better so you know hopefully as much as there's been a lot of um a a lot of you know difficulty a lot of struggle a lot of things that we've had to overcome hopefully there's uh there's some wins and and some silver linings we can pull out of this and uh you know just keep progressing and moving forward. And, and I'm telling you, Jay-Z, in like six months, you're going to look back and be like, man, that shit was nothing, I hope man. So. I hope so. <laughs> I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Look at me now, you know? You'll be inviting us to come on private planes with you. and Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, we can still go on a private plane. <laughs> going to Columbia and, and yeah. just, you know, hey, why don't you guys come? We'll do an episode in Columbia while we're picking why out uh, Guatemala, yeah. picking up. You know, might maybe, be. maybe more than six months, John. But we should definitely do that. <laughs> might be caffeinated. Maybe a year. Give me a year yeah. to work that out. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. And then we can figure that out. Should we run down? Let's run down the different events that we got coming up that uh, that the good people out there listening can check out. Um, I guess the the top of the list we got to check out the uh, Stillwaters Brewfest. Stillwatersbrewfest.com. dot com. That's coming up next weekend. Um, tickets still available, right? So I know Stolen Sun, Iron Hill, Brothers Kirshner, uh, East Branch, Animated, all of our buddies. It's going to oh, be fantastic. Awesome. June fourth. There's a bunch of people there. Check them out. We've got the log um, log jamming. We've got the logger festival put on by Human, Human Robot, Robot um, one of our favorites. But um, we still got to have them on the show. Seth has said it a thousand times. They've got a, a, a crazy list of fantastic loggers coming in there. And we've also got AC Beer Fest. AC Beer Fest coming up. There's going to be a banger list there down in AC. And not to mention, we're kicking off Philly Beer Week. So uh, this weekend is going to be absolutely insanity. It will be. Big stuff. It will take years off my life. So, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> guys, um, Seth, John, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Cool. Thanks, guys. Being a part of this, we appreciate you so much. Both of you guys, I feel like, are, are you know, our two probably best friends of the show, man. You guys are so supportive and, and uh, just continue to give us fantastic content and, and help lift us up. I cannot thank you enough. You guys are, are the best. So thanks for always willing to be a part of this and, oh, yeah. and doing Love this with it. us. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Always good to talk there. Appreciate it. Guys, if you took the time to listen, to watch, whatever it is you're doing, we really appreciate you. If you're watching, go back and listen. If you're listening, go back and watch. Press play. Like, listen, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you took the time to hang out with us, we appreciate you. And we will see you next time. Thank you.